So if you've been a listener of this podcast for any length of time, you will know that a few weeks ago on episode 641, we started a series on groundwork. And in that episode, we discussed basically the benefits of groundwork, what it really is, and all the ins and outs of really getting to know and to understand why we work with our horses um, using groundwork and then how that can transfer across to riding our horses under the saddle. So if you haven't listened to that, you can pop over and you can visit that. This week we're on to groundwork part two and we're talking about pressure and release. Hi there, my name is Lorna and I'd like to welcome you to the Daily Strides podcast where every single week we take a different topic to do with horse riding and whether it be in the saddle or on the ground as we're talking about this week we break it down into little bite-sized pieces that you can easily easily absorb and work into your routine with your horse so as you can get the results that you actually want with your horse as i say we do this every single week and the reason it's called daily strides is because this is the first of five on this actual topic to do with pressure release this week. If you want to find out how you can get your hands on all five, um, this one, the Monday one, is just a general overview. The other four are actually step by step. You download them to your phone, you pop your phone in your pocket, put your earphones on, and there you go. It's like having a riding instructor with you in the arena or in the stable or wherever you're working with your horse. But I will let you know at the end of this how you can get your hands on all five lessons. And the other thing I'm going to let you know about is something that we have launched this week, something new and fun, which I'm really excited about. But before we get into all that and get carried away, let us get back to today. And let us get back to groundwork and more specifically pressure and release and how you can begin to understand how to use this on the ground and later that it can transfer across to your training in the saddle. Now, most riders and trainers will actually use the concept of pressure and release to communicate with the horse from the saddle or the ground what they want to do or what they want the horse to do and the pressure and release kind of training system it's generally viewed as a negative reinforcement in that when you apply the pressure you're placing the horse maybe in a little bit of an uncomfortable situation however as soon as the horse makes a move in the right direction um so wherever you desire whatever you desire for him you reward him by removing the pressure and this is the release part of the work Now, what I think is really important to note here is the word discomfort, okay? So if you were going to put him in maybe an uncomfortable situation, I personally believe that the level of pressure being applied to the horse must not be painful, okay? I want you to think of discomfort more as being your horse stepping a hoof outside of the comfort zone his current comfort zone okay so it's it's not a huge ask by any means but by stepping that hoof out he is gradually slowly uh, kind of day by day um, inch by inch increasing his comfort zone and in doing so he is also increasing his training level okay so I think it's really really important that to realize and it, I think a lot of people will agree that if you increase your horse's anxiety levels at any point by putting it, placing him in a situation where he's really, really uncomfortable, okay, so where you have high levels of discomfort, 
I don't know if you're really going to train the horse because the whole release concept also comes down to a softening in the horse. We're going to talk a little bit more about that later, okay? But the horse has to soften into the release, okay? And horses, as we know, tend to not do well to relax if their anxiety levels are a little bit through the roof, okay? So you don't want to raise his anxiety levels regardless of the situation. Um, if you find that the anxiety levels are being raised, um, and by anxiety, I mean tension, I mean stress, um, you, that very rarely produces a positive outcome. Of, okay. Now, I found that if the pressure, the kind of pressure system works best by merely just asking the horse to think a little bit differently. And not only that, it also works best when it's applied by a person or in a situation that the horse has learned to trust, okay? So if you apply pressure to a point where it's going to cause pain, that trust is naturally going to be eroded. And well, we all know how difficult it is to rebuild trust when it's broken, okay? Okay, so once we're clear on the fact that we're not going to uh, cause our horses any undue discomfort um, in this, I think we can move on. And what's really important important about pressure and release is that it's not just the pressure and release aspects. There's lots of little, like anything, little kind of nuances that make it work. So in particular with this, you're looking at the timing and also the amount of pressure applied. Okay. Now I have found that when I work with riders who are just beginning down the road on their horsey journey, okay, they don't seem to really understand this. They don't seem to really grasp that every situation is actually different. Okay. And it is up to the rider to tailor their approach and kind of to, I suppose, have, keep that in mind that everything is different regardless of the horse or regardless of the circumstances. And what I mean by that is that sometimes you can have factors such as the weather, the time of day, the sun creating a shadow. Okay. Um, but what happens is it, it's going to mean that you have to adjust your approach. Okay. And not only your approach, the technique that's used. And it's also, I find with like kind of beginners and people who have not been around horses too long, it's learning how to assess this. But not only that, it's also knowing then that they can proceed confidently, okay? And the word confident is really important because we've just spoken about timing, the amount of pressure, but I really, really feel that the confidence that the rider feels about what they're going to do. And not only that, that the kind of successful outcome, that they can do this, that they're able to, I suppose, make this happen with the horse in a happy way for everybody is really, really important. And confidence comes down to mindset. And I think the rider has to be in the right frame of mind both before, during, and then afterwards if the groundwork session is going to be a success with the horse. So think about this. If you want your horse to become comfortable sticking that hoof out, okay? So stretching his comfort zone a little, you have to be comfortable and not only that you have to be certain of how you ask the questions and also the consequences of asking the question okay any hesitation at all on your part is going to be seen as uncertainty to the horse and I have to say if you think if you put yourself in the horse's situation if somebody was asking you to do something that you weren't 100% sure of but they seemed a little bit iffy about it as well would you do it? Probably not. And that is how your horse is going to feel as well. Or if you did do it, you'd probably have a little bit of anxiety about the situation. So that is why your confidence level is so, so important when you're working with your horse like this. 
Okay, so saying all that, how can we then look at kind of taking this pressure and release and incorporating into our groundwork sessions in a way that later it's going to actually positively work towards to reinforce our training in the saddle, okay, or under the saddle, I suppose. So I would say what's really important, first of all, is that you start really slowly. A lot of people want to achieve too much too quickly. They they kind of think, okay, I have an hour <laughs> You know, I'm going to pack everything in there. You have to rather think of it as very slow kind of progress, little steps along. And any progress is a big step, okay? Even if it's a very small little bit of a progress, it is a big step. Because at the end of the day, you're kind of laying things down that your horse is going to trust you more. But not only that, that that relationship is going to come out the other side um, really, really good. But the other thing that's really important is that you have a plan for every action you take with your horse. Now, That sounds pretty simple and it sounds like common sense, but you'd be surprised how many riders, they kind of launch into something and they've no idea of just, well, I suppose how specific they want the outcome to be or or not only that, how they want it to look or to feel, okay? So if you take something like asking your horse to move over in the stable, so firstly, do you want him to pivot around his front end? Or are you asking him to move his entire body over? And secondly, how far do you want him to move? Do you want him to move one step? Or are you asking him to move three or four steps? And only that, are you confident enough that if things do go a little wonky, okay, so things don't go according to plan, are you confident enough to take charge of the situation and remedy the situation in a way that your horse is going to feel happy about, okay? So assuming that you have thought through all the above, you can then begin to position yourself in the best possible place to make this happen. Now, it's really important that as you're moving around your horse, you remain calm, you remain confident, and only that that you kind of realize to yourself that once you've committed (laughs) down the path, okay, it's just like riding to a fence. Once you're committed, that's it, you're committed, okay? You can't change your mind halfway. Um, And I think the same when you're working with your horse that you have to realize that once you've started, well, you're committed. And not only that, that you have to remain in that moment until he makes the slightest move in the direction that you want, okay? And it doesn't necessarily have to be a movement necessarily okay all I'm talking about is that he is in some way yielding to what you want to where you want him to go or to how you want him to go okay so what I find the best way to do this is to place your hand on his body where your leg would be later because here at Strides for Success we always try and kind of bring things back around to riding in the saddle so where your leg would be if you were to ask for a similar movement when you're riding I think that if you're training your horse initially on the ground it's a good where it, kind of a good place to start that it's going to then parallel across when you're on the in the saddle that he understands a little bit more of what you're looking for okay but it's also important that your horse learns to move away from pressure regardless of where your hand is so I find that knowing your horse being able to, he understands that if you put your hand, for example, on his hindquarters and asked him to move over, that's also important that he understands that that's um, happening. Now, once you've got your hand where you want it, you need to consider the amount of pressure that you're going to apply. Now, this varies and there's so many factors. The horse, how sensitive he is, okay? The area you're touching, the type of touch. So what I would say is to start off with the smallest amount of pressure that you can and then gradually build the pressure and gradually is the important word there. Build the pressure until you're exerting enough that your horse begins to respond, okay? Now, this is where things get exciting, 
Okay, as exciting as things can get when you're standing on the ground moving your horse across, okay? So the response of the horse is going to dictate the timing, okay? So I spoke earlier about timing and the timing is so important. It's vital actually if this is going to work. You have to reward the horse for the slightest. For If he even thinks of going where you want him to go or of doing what you want him to do, okay, you have to reward him. You have to tell him, yes, that's that's the path we're on. That, that's where we're going. That's what I want from you. That's the way, buddy. And how do you do that? Well, you release the pressure. Now, again, it depends on the horse. It depends on the circumstances. You can release the pressure slightly and then you can increase it again to ask him to go more over or you could release it altogether. But I personally don't like taking my hand away altogether because I think sometimes it trains our horses then to run away from pressure and later when a rider gets in and they put their leg on the horse has a tendency to run away from the leg and they shouldn't they should accept the contact or accept the leg accept the aid okay so I think releasing it gradually and then if you do want the horse to move over just increasing the pressure again but there must be that timing element is so important okay in that your horse understands there's a direct correlation between I done that and then this happened okay he has to get that into his head now the other thing I highly recommend doing is verbally rewarding your horse okay so you can um uh, well I always say that how I do it here is I use kind of a higher pitch tone to reward okay um, and that way the horse I you know we have Afrikaans and English horses here on the farm no I joke um, and you'd be surprised how many people come and they ask me is this horse Afrikaans or English Lorna um, but no uh, so I use the tone of my voice to communicate across to all the horses on the farm regardless of their linguistic skills um, that yes indeed I that is what I'm looking for for from them and they've got the right thing so I'll say good boy or good girl and it's a higher pitch and they understand and it's another way that later when they're being ridden it can also transfer across that they understand in the saddle without having to maybe drop the contact or whatever that they're actually they've done good and they've done well okay so what you'll find is that if you get really consistent with this and over time, so every time you're interacting with your horse, whether it be just in the stable, whether it be bringing him to the field, whether it be actually doing a groundwork session, perhaps in the arena, whatever the case is, if you're really, really consistent, you will find that over time, you can basically lighten the amount of pressure that you have to kind of, I suppose, place on your horse and you will actually get the same response. Now, this is what a lot of riders call lightness, okay? And that lightness is, it kind of also transfers across from the ground to the saddle. And back at the very beginning, when I mentioned about the anxiety levels, this is why you don't want to increase your horse's anxiety levels. You lose that lightness, okay? And remember, when we're riding later, you're always looking for your horse to be lovely and light for you. And it's, it, it's in doing this, that and kind of being consistent in how you approach it that is how you will eventually kind of achieve that with your horse okay now the pressure and release it can be used in many different ways I just spoke today about moving your horse over but uh, also you can use it to walk your horse forward you can use it when they're being ridden actually under the saddle and also you can use the pressure and release system without actually touching your horse at all and um, so if you're a horse you can kind of use it through your body language so you'd replace your physical pressure with the body language pressure if you can call it like that okay but what's really important is that regardless of how you use the system 
those components of the timing, the amount of pressure, and not only that, being able to release when, when it happens are really, really important that your horse understands and not only that, that he's happy to work with you with this. Guys, I'm gonna leave it at that for today. We are talking about pressure and release all this week over at Daily Strides. Um, if you would like to join us, we're doing kind of step-by-step step all those different things that I spoke of earlier. If you'd like to join us, you can pop over to stridesforsuccess.com forward slash join. Uh, you'll get all this week's lessons, but you'll also get the first part, the, the week one of the Groundwork series. And uh, not only that, you'll get all the past lessons in there. There's over 600. There's quite a few that you can dive into and kind of choose what would be the best one for you and your horse to get the results that you would like. Now, the other thing I'm going to invite you to do this week is a really exciting week. We have launched the Fit for Riding, Fit for Life program, and it's just basically about looking after all team members to do with uh, you and your horse. So if you are interested, you can pop over to fitforriding.com and you can find out more there. I hope you have a really, really good week and I'll chat to you soon. Be good. Bye. Bye.